Hi, welcome to Science Queries, a podcast where we discuss topics of interest relating to the STEM fields, often with an LGBT plus focus. I'm Kai and I'm here with my friends and co-hosts, Kiara and Sonia. Today we are bringing to you the second episode in our bonus series of HSC Anecdotes. So sit back, relax and join me as I share my experiences with the HSC. This is just a disclaimer that we completed our HSEs last year. So my heart goes out to all those people who are doing the HSE this year because we can't even like imagine the stress of the HSE and the stress of a pandemic like happening at the same time. Like that is quite a feat. So completing the HSE during a regular year is quite tough, let alone during a pandemic. So just for getting through this year, I'm really proud of you guys. It's also important to acknowledge that there is no one way to go about your HSC year and that's the main reason why we have wanted to share these stories and we want to make these kind of a fun casual chat that hopefully you'll be able to take things from. So let this be a form of procrastination that you're not guilty about. (laughs) Yeah, so um, just an overview of my year. I did, I took advanced English, advanced maths, chemistry, biology, music two, extension science, and Aboriginal studies. The difference was, like from my year to most people's years, is that I accelerated Aboriginal studies. So I actually started it in year nine, and I did the preliminary HSC course over year nine and year 10. And then I took the HSC in year 11 for that subject. Um, so I reckon I went into eight, year 12 with a lot less stress than some people might have gone into year 12 with because I had experience with a major project and with like just doing one HSC subject. Yeah. So you already had like the marks for it. Yeah, I also had the marks for it and it was the only subject I was concerned about so I made sure I did really well. So yeah, I went into year 12 with that which helped a lot. Um, yeah, outside of that I think I genuinely enjoyed all of my subjects. I made sure to pick subjects that I would want to procrastinate other subjects doing, if that makes any sense. But in the end, like you always have the subjects that you prefer over other subjects. Yeah. So I ended up procrastinating to do maths by doing English, <laughs> yeah. then I procrastinate music by doing bio. It was just a weird <laughs> cycle of <laughs> procrastination. Um, yeah, I liked all my subjects, maybe except for maths because <laughs> maths I might have just – I didn't really pay attention to it in my junior years and I didn't have to study as like as hard to get good grades. So I never learnt to study, which was a bad thing <laughs> it's because then when I actually did need to study, I didn't and then I failed. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just kind of went downhill from there. But – Like in the end, maths, I did so many units and maths didn't even count. So I made sure to plan that in my head, kind of like maths wasn't really my priority. Like I just needed band four to get into uni or like like for the prereq or the assumed knowledge and stuff. So I just made sure to do pretty much the bare minimum. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't do really well in all of them and I knew that. So I think like picking and choosing your subjects and then like prioritizing actually studying them helps a lot. Because if I had put all my energy into maths, because it was my weakest subject, I wouldn't have done as well in my stronger subjects. And I just thought it would have been better if I did better in my stronger subjects because maths wouldn't actually count. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my mentality going into year 12 was that, like, mm, let me just take you back to year 11. Because year 11 is like when you're first exposed to that intense like, right, the exams shifts. and like all the work you know mm. and exams actually counting to something so I think I went into year 11 with a more rigid like I'm going to do super well like I'm going to work really hard mindset and I burnt out <laughs> in right. the first like term you know so my mental health in year 11 went like plummeted it was <laughs> yeah. not great so I had to spend all of year 11 trying to get myself back up to a place where I could do my work and like have a balanced-ish life. Because of that, I went into year 12 with less expectations. So then I had a more relaxed mentality. But that doesn't necessarily mean you should like always lower your expectations, you know? Yeah. Because you can't always lower your expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but... I think, like, the first term of year 12, I was still a bit 
I need to do really well. But then I started tutoring for chemistry. I actually started tutoring for maths. I went to one tutoring session and I was like, yeah, no, nah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not doing this. Um, I'm not spending money on a course. I will probably not even count to my ATAR and stuff. So I went to tutoring for chemistry and the tutoring place I went to, they really focused on the learning environment and like your balance between your social life and your school life. Mm. And that really like helped me develop my own way of balancing my life. I figured that, you, you know how like study groups don't usually work, right? Right. <laughs> they don't work because you're trying to study the same content with people who are at di- different places. Mm. But why this tutoring place worked for me was because they set up like this learning environment where when you got into that room, you were only studying and it was silent and you were doing nothing else. You were only studying. And I was there with people who weren't from the same schools as me and I like had to make new friends there. So I didn't know those people well enough to like banter with and it wasn't yeah. distracting. So um, that was really helpful in developing like a social and school life balance. And this tutoring center was happened to be situated in a location where it was close to like shopping centers and a lot of food court places. <laughs> so we would study and then we'd pick a time to stop our study sessions and then we would go have dinner or we'd go have lunch or we would go have like ice cream or something. So it was a really good balance and it was what I needed to get me through and like develop my year 12 study habits yeah. and stuff because I didn't have any study habits. <laughs> um, I was... Yeah, I went to year 12 and I was like, I was meant to have developed all these study mm-hmm. habits in from year 7 to year 11. <laughs> I but, felt like year 11, though, was just kind of like a mess of like yeah. you, everyone trying to work really hard. And then at the end, you just burnt out. So you didn't really learn much from it. You're yeah. just like, oh, OK. <laughs> um. Yeah, I got into year 12 and I was like, oh, I'm still like trialing right. different study habits and like yeah. different ways. And like the first lot of exams... Um, that happens after term one, I did really bad because I still didn't have a proper study routine. Yeah. Yeah, it took me until, like, maybe term two. Mm. Trials was really when I, like, narrowed it down and, like, did something. Because one of our teachers, right, was talking about, like, the routine that we all should be, like, implementing or whatever, and I was like, oh, we're meant to have, like, a routine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so don't stress if you don't have a routine. Like, you'll get it eventually. Or if you don't ever get it, you'll, <laughs> yeah. you'll still survive. Yeah. Like, it's not the end of the world. Mm. Um, I survived without a routine for quite a long time. <laughs> like, yeah, same. If, if not having a routine works, then just keep yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I right. just think whatever you're doing, if it's, like, getting you through every day and you're, like, able to um, do some work – not all your work. I didn't do all my work. So <laughs> if you're able to do some work and get through each school day and you're able to sit the exam and feel okay about it, then I think it's yeah. fine. Don't change anything about it because it's not worth it at mm. this point. Mm. Um, if you're earlier in your year 12 year, yeah, you can try. But yeah. I wouldn't recommend it for between trials or and HSC. yeah. Like, even in year 11, I think, is the year to be testing everything about yeah. how it works instead of caring about what your marks are. That's true. And if, but if you're like me and your year 11 year is a bit crappy right now, you do have a lot of time still to fix whatever needs fixing. <laughs> right. And get yourself help if you need it. Um, that's very important because you don't want to be taking all of those, I don't know, like mental burdens yeah. into year 12 with you because then it gets even harder to try and address them because you have no time like you don't there's, yeah want there's to... no time to really think about like yeah. what's going on <laughs> exactly like you don't have time to address your mental health needs in year 12 <laughs> which, <laughs> which is really scary be, which should be changed but yeah right like you I don't think like, about it yeah like personally for me I felt like I didn't have time to address those things so I was yeah. kind of glad that I got myself to a level where I felt okay mm. So the tutoring place I went to became kind of like a second home to me, which is like, I don't know, like you guys can't even replicate this experience because you can't even go to a library now. But like, I think what you should take from this is to set up a study space that is solely dedicated to study and a space that is separate from your social life or separate from like where you relax because yeah, yeah, like this place I went to, we didn't eat in there. We didn't 
chat in there. So it was like associated just with studying. Mm. And yeah, you should probably try and create like a space like that, even if it's in your room, like, because my table now is in my room people are like, oh, you shouldn't study in your room. But I yeah. think most people don't have the ability to not study in their room. Yeah, I don't think. But yeah. I guess it's just creating that clear separation mm. between where yeah. you sleep yeah. and where you study. Yeah. Like they say, don't have a view of your bed when you're studying. Right. Because you'll just look at it yeah. and <laughs> get into bed. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Like before the HSC, like during the HSC, I guess, um, I remember I would just like want to leave the house. Like just so that when I left the house, I'd do all yeah. my work there and then I'd come home and then it's I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. It's like a completely different environment that I don't do any work here. Yeah, I w- was the exact same. Um, I, people like who knew me knew that if I was home, I wouldn't do any work. So when I wasn't home, I was always either at the library or at the studying place. Or I was hanging out with my friends, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but I would be, I would try and do all my work outside. So then I wouldn't have to do it when I got home because there's something I, so bad about like, yeah. like when you f- do all the work outside, like when you don't finish it all outside and like you come home and then, and then like you're you bring like, oh, work I have home. to work again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nah. So I'm still on like the realms of my mentality during the HSC, but I eventually kind of shifted my mentality because I lowered my expectations, but I focused more on like making memories and having fun. So Instead of doing like that extra past paper, people should probably. I think do people past should do past papers, papers but okay, I only yeah. did math past papers, so I didn't do any of the other past papers either. Yeah, no, I did. I might have done some because school, like Cause school did it school during school. It. Yeah. yeah, like like English, we had to do them during, during class. class, right? So I did some. I never handed in a practice essay. <laughs> do you remember what um, our teacher said? Like the the year that we did English is like the year where her practice um, answers were the least. Like there was nothing in them, like compared to other years. Yeah, I kind of just felt like no one, no one really did, did any practice. Yeah. Some people in my class definitely did because I remember seeing them hand them in, but I didn't do any, and I was fine. So mm. if you have a system that works for you, go for it. <laughs> Yeah, like I, with um, Kevin Physics past papers, I just did the multiple choice questions. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't have time to do open-ended. <laughs> but yeah. Like if you find that you do one or two past papers and then you find something that works and you can answer the questions quite confidently, if you knew the content, then you've got this. Like, I don't know, English <laughs> past papers. I don't know, my English teacher's probably being like, no, do your past papers. <laughs> I think for English past papers, you only need to, like, plan the question. Yeah, you don't definitely. really need to, like, do it, to be honest. If you can plan it in your head, I think you're yeah. good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our crappy, like, last minute. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's what I did. I remember before English, I just read the question. I was like, okay, but I know how to attack yeah. this. Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah like, like, did you, like, discuss with your friends? Uh... Like, you would all read the same well we question some of my friends were in different like how do you call it like levels of english oh so yeah we couldn't discuss everything uh i don't know <laughs> i don't remember because i'm pretty sure i did that like once or twice mm. i don't really remember either way i didn't physically write many past papers no. <laughs> um i did some formats i did like question 11s to 13s <laughs> yeah, or something yeah. i don't know but i didn't do many I definitely didn't do as many as my maths teacher would have liked me yeah. to. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maths is all, like, just using past papers, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> I definitely did do chemistry. Like, chemistry was the only thing I focused on because I went tutoring for it, so it kind of forced me to. But if you don't have that, then I reckon definitely trying to at least look at the past papers so you know what you're expecting. If you don't, If you feel like you don't have time to do anything, you know, so I eventually realised that I preferred making memories and, like, recording my HSC year. And so I was able to look back on it at the end of the year. Yeah, eventually I was like, I only need, like, I don't even need a very high ATAR. So I'll just, like, do whatever I can. Mm. And I'll see where it leads me. Because there's always a way to get into uni. Right. Yeah, so, like, especially this year, my mentality is, like, I can do whatever I want if I have the time to, you know. Like, you can do whatever you want if you have the time to. So in year 12, you don't feel that way because 
you're still restricted by oh, right. like the exams. Yeah. You're still restricted by like having to go to school every day mm. and you're still restricted by your time. But once you get past that stage, you'll realise that you have all this time, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you have money as well. Like, <laughs> but that's also a caveat, but whatever, you'll earn some money, you'll yeah. get there. <laughs> like when I ditched the mentality that I had to study all the time and that I had to do really well in everything I studied and like being top ranks, um, <laughs> I actually started to be more efficient in my study because I was more motivated to actually study because I wasn't scared of being like, if I put in this much effort but then I don't see anything come out of it, then like is that a waste of my time? But once you're like, I'll just study for the heck of it because it's my last year that mm. I get to actually go to school every single day and like study in the structured environment. So after I thought about that, I actually studied better. Okay, so how I studied, I think I studied in quite, I don't know, was it unconventional? Probably because <laughs> I, for English, like I keep going back to the idea that if what you're doing works, don't change it um, because a lot of people tell you to memorise essays, right? Obviously, the teachers don't unless you, unless you have a really great teacher. <laughs> but most people memorise their essays. But I figured out very early on that do- that does not work for me. I actually figured it out in year eight because yeah. <laughs> that was no, like what the- essays are you memorising in year eight? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> you remember that thing we had to do from Mulan? Do you, did you do Mulan? Oh, the, the, no, the I did I did Mona Lisa smile. Oh, okay. Well, we had yeah. like an exam. All right, we I had to write an essay in the very simplest well, yeah. ways of an essay, but you had to write an essay in the exam. And I think it was like one of the first ever essays, essays we've written in exams. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, like perfect your essay and like do that all in class and then memorize it for yeah. the exam. Oh my gosh. <laughs> People were so stressed about that. I remember. Oh my God. Yeah, so I tried to memorize my essay. I don't know. My memory probably has gotten better or worse. I don't know. <laughs> but um, don't remember. <laughs> don't remember. Uh, but in year eight, I tried to memorize that essay. Didn't work. I completely flopped it. I got into the exam, and the exam stress made me forget all of my essay. And because I had memorized it in like this whole chunk, right? So when I forgot it, I forgot the whole thing. Yeah. So I didn't even have any points and I had to like really uh. think about the actual movie again to like like reformulate my points and things. So I figured out very early on that memorizing essays was not for me and I stood by that all through high school. I didn't memorize a single essay. I did prepare. So yeah. it's not like I just <laughs> go into the exam with nothing. I definitely did prepare. So I read my texts um, and, like, you know how you, like, write a table with all the themes and techniques yeah. and quotes? Yeah, so I did that, but then I procrastinate. So like, I don't know what it is with tables, but I never finish them. Oh, yeah. Literally, I start, I, get that. I start all the tables, but I never finish the tables. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, because I feel like when you start it at the beginning, it's so cool. Yeah. And at the end, it's like, oh. Yeah, no, it's like it becomes a drag after a while. Mm. And then it's like tables are never ending because yeah. you keep adding to them. So I got to studying for trials and I was like, okay, I haven't finished this table. I have like three texts to do or whatever. Um, so I was like, what the heck do I do? So what I ended up doing was I picked the main, like the super important themes mm. for each um, text. So I think for... Eliot's poems one of them was like hollow men right <laughs> and it was like super depressing and stuff so I just picked like all the themes that came up heaps like religion and mm. I don't know what's it's just like all like like isolation despair, despair <laughs> misery <laughs> so I would pick like five themes or something from that poem and then I'd pick all the quotes that we got from it and like all the super important ones and then I would put it in a mind map and then I would also write some analysis and some techniques for some of them. My mind map, I compiled the quotes into a list and I would just memorize the quotes. And because I had the mind map and the list, I just memorized both and then I could just write about anything. Um, That's how I figured out I worked and then I just 
ran with that pretty much. And that's how I got through trials and HSC. Yeah, like for English, you can just pick five most versatile quotes yeah. and then use them for every situation. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, I ended up with heaps of quotes because I went a bit overboard, but... <laughs> <laughs> But you can make you can make do with maybe five maybe five per theme. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. better. Because I think because I did five total, and then all the themes came up in the same like one quote would have different themes on top of it. Ah, oh. oh, okay. Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Like multi-purpose quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Very handy. Um. So I also got to know my significant other during year twelve, and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you say it like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually spent the majority of my time at the library studying with her. So if someone tells you not to get into a relationship during 12, kind of bullcrap. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so for some people it doesn't work. But I don't know, for me, it actually motivated me to study more. And I had never studied so hard for trials. So I don't know, if it works, go for it. <laughs> and yeah, I actually spent most of my time from trials to HSE at the library. Mm-hmm. But you guys can't do that. That's a bit of a shame. But you can make your own study space. Yeah. Right? What would, like... What, what, what would we do? Like, yeah, like, what would um, you do if you were in their situation right now? Yeah. When I was in Singapore, they actually gave us tips on how to study and stuff, right? So, basically, you find someone that's your accountability buddy. And then you mm-hmm. video call them while you study. So, to make sure that both of you are studying the whole time. Right. Oh. Yeah. So, that's it's... Quite- yeah. So, it's like... It's not... You guys are discussing what you're studying. It's but just it's, making sure yeah, that you guys yeah. are on task. Actually studying, yeah. Just know that, like, however you're learning, if some, if one way doesn't work for you, try to make it work for you in a way, you know? Like, video tutorials don't work for me, so then I had to think about it beforehand and then, like, write down and then ask my questions instead of, like, like doing it during the t- trying tutorial. Trying to figure out what is the issue with whatever yeah. you're doing Yeah, like, if currently. I didn't understand something... I would try and break it down as to like why I didn't understand it, and then I would ask those questions yeah. during the tutorial. But you want to be doing that during the yeah. actual tutorial. Mm. Also, so, um, asking questions. You've probably heard this before, but like your teacher is your biggest resource. So like, don't be afraid to drop them an email or anything if you have any questions, because mm. they're here to help you. So you shouldn't be worried about them judging yeah. you or thinking that your questions are dumb or anything. Yeah. In in kind of the same vein, I was the person who was like, I can't email anyone, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it took me like hours to formulate an email because like, I don't know, I just don't like emailing people either. Coming out of high school, I definitely see that. And going into uni, you have to reach out to your lecturers if you need yeah. help and your tutors if you need help. No one's going to come to you and be like, oh, do you need help, you know. So... I don't know, even when people were like, oh, do you need help? I'd be like, no, <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're anything like me, just don't stress if you can't. Do it if you need to. And if you feel like you really need to, definitely do it. But don't stress. But, yeah, I also feel like in some cases, because some teachers that I actually did ask for help, how do I say? Like some of them just straight out didn't give it. And some of them felt like amused by the things that I was asking so don't be discouraged by that and if you figure out your teacher is like that early on then know that you have to somehow find another way to do it without yeah. your teacher because those teachers are not the ones that you really want to like yeah. associate yourself with like figure out which teachers have your back really yeah. like have your back yeah I mean most of them will say that they do mm. but if you're anything like me and Kiara we didn't we had a class with a teacher who I don't know she was quite disconnected with the class mm. in a way. So we just had to find other mm. avenues, like other teachers who would help us in what we need mm. to know and what we need to learn. Yeah. Yeah. That happened with one of my classes too, where um, our class actually decided to meet up outside of class to teach each other the content, <laughs> which is not very good. Yeah. But yeah, if you have good teachers, you, should, you can ask them for help. Yeah. Definitely but, utilize yeah. your good teachers. Yeah. yeah, and figure out which ones are the ones that, like, because I felt like I had still placed so much hope on my teachers mm-hmm. and then, like, realizing that some of them didn't work for me and I didn't, I still didn't think, I was like, oh, it can still work, like, I just got to figure out a way. But, like, sometimes you don't have time. Right? Yeah, no, you don't have time. Like, I never went to the staff room to mm-hmm. ask for anything because I was like, 
I don't have time to do that. I need to like, I don't know, like if it's during lunch, I was like, I want to have lunch with my yeah, friends. You don't like, want to like yeah. spend the whole, all your, like the, your time. What I told my cousin going into um, senior years, I guess, was that um, to figure out which teachers like that he doesn't really vibe with his way and then kind of look for a way outside of that and mm. not put so much Definitely. hope on that like one resource to like work out because sometimes it just doesn't. can't vibe that way and there's no time to like figure out all the like ways you guys don't communicate and like all this yeah stuff. yeah but it's better to just ditch it mm. and go your own way you know yeah like because i think our teacher tried really hard to give us mm extra resources and I really appreciated yeah. that but like the way she communicated to us didn't make us feel mm. like I don't know we were welcome to ask her questions yeah and I felt like I mean I understand like that year was the whole new syllabus thing and I think everyone one of them felt kind of demotivated and it kind of like you know mm. so everyone's mood throughout that whole year kind of just fluctuated a lot right yeah like the motivation to learn stuff definitely and like hers too I feel like <laughs> yeah yeah if you're doing a subject where you feel like your teacher's not maybe like helping you as much as you would like the like harsh reality is you're going to have to find your own way and you're going to have to go to the textbook or go online and reach out to other people yeah and you're all in this together with your cohort so hopefully you'll have some people in your cohort like Sonia did who you can like get together with and like figure out the subject for yourself which ended up working for you guys did it? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember, but I think so. I mean, I think I think when you're picking someone to like study with, make sure you're on the same level. I yeah, think that's really important. Definitely. Because otherwise there's so much like confusion if like or maybe you'll feel bad because you don't know something or they'll feel bad because yeah. they don't know something. But yeah. if you're on the same level it's kinda just you know You're mutual. like all this together and yeah. then you can figure out where you're going from there. Mm. So further on how I studied I'm quite I figured out that I was quite a visual learner even though like it doesn't have to be I mean I don't know like I preferred flow charts and diagrams over like a chunk of text maybe I think we mentioned this briefly in mm. Kiara's anecdotes but yeah so like things that I could put into a flow chart I would try to I think one prominent thing was the female hormones right and yeah, the menstrual cycle and pregnancy and stuff that I put into a massive flow chart and then I learnt that and mm. I was able to see it during the exam and write my response and that was really helpful for me. So yeah, so I don't know if you're like me, things like videos really help. I think like figuring out your best learning strategy is important and it takes a lot of time and you can be unsure about it. You know, like I'm still unsure about it. I'm like, oh, am I really a visual learner? Like (laughs) sometimes I learn really well from just reading text. I'm like, Mm. am I really a visual learner? So you're going to definitely like, I don't know, hit those roadblocks and you're going to want to not figure it out at all and just go on with your life. (laughs) Right. But if you you do, um, it's really helpful to lean into that. And because I was a visual learner, I could just like do mind maps for things and remember them. So how did I keep myself organized? Let's get this straight. I didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> I, if you knew me, I was kind of all over the place. I, I had a folder, but I couldn't find anything in that folder. <laughs> if you saw my like, computer desktop, it was a mess. You know when you take so many screenshots or you save so many files yeah. <laughs> that they start to like overlap? <laughs> Multiply on your computer like yeah. screens. Just so many like oh screenshots of random stuff. Crazy. Um, so I was that kind of person, if that gives you like a, I don't know, an image of who I was, <laughs> but I figured that lists were my best friend. I made lists for everything. Like, I don't know. I had an essay to do, write a list. I had to brainstorm for something, write a list. I don't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I had like this one big master list of everything I had to do and I would just put it on that list. Mm. And then each day, especially during trial period and HSC period, each day I would get a new piece of paper and transfer things from that master list to my mm. to-do list mm. that day. And I figured out quite late that if I um, allocated time to them, then I would actually get them done. Mm. <laughs> because I think I watched this, like, YouTube video where people were like, oh, you should just, like, 
not time your things and then you won't feel stressed and procrastinate. No, no, no. So then I didn't put times to my lists. But then when I did, I figured out that that works for me. So that further proves that you should just find your own way and not take everything other people say um, as like the truth or like as what you should do because there's no one way to do things. Mm. And yeah, so lists were my best friend. Um, every time I was stressed, I would write a new list. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know, if I was studying for chemistry, I'd be like, oh, I need to do KSP questions and pH and titration questions and buffers and things. So I would just like write a list of everything I needed to do. Then I would just go through that. And that actually helped me soundtrack and like actually did some work. So I guess it worked. <laughs> One disadvantage of not being organized was that my major works kind of suffered. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. say suffered, but my yeah. sleep suffered because I would have to stay up to finish them yeah. the week that they're due. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know, because like in year 11, when I was doing my Aboriginal studies major work, I was actually really good with being on top of my work and getting it done. I actually like printed and bound my logbook four days before it was due. Mm. I had time to send my video that I had made for the major work to one of the people I interviewed and got feedback. Like, oh, okay. Like, I was that on top of my work in year yeah. 11, beginning of year 11, maybe January. And maybe that's why I burnt out. <laughs> I think that was why I burnt out because I finished that major work and then I was like, I'm so done. Like, I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> so, so that just shows you that it's not sustainable it's not like sustainable for you to always be on top of your work like that mm. I don't know like for, for me it wasn't so when I got to year 12 I had a lot more things to juggle on top of that major work right. and my science extension major work was the worst one I feel like because I had to spend so much time doing it and I was too ambitious and picked a project that took way too long mm. <laughs> and I had to like spend all my lunch times so and all my free periods in the lab I couldn't even spend my lunchtime because no one would supervise me. Oh, yeah. So I had to spend all my free periods in the labs. And when people were studying during their free periods, I was looking at things to still. So, <laughs> watching, watching things watching boil. And spilling E. coli once. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know. It was just wasn't a fun time yeah. in terms of trying to, like, balance everything at once. Mm. I feel like with the ambitious thing, it's like, I feel like that's so many things. Because I remember even, like, because I um, had a major work for history, right? And then you pick a topic that as well is, like, there's not a lot of info on it. It's, like, very, like, out there. And you think that, yeah. like, in the moment you're, like, wow, I'm so amazing for <laughs> picking this topic. But, like, I feel like think about it more because a really amazing um, thing can be made out of something that is, you know, not that an yeah, amazing topic. Exactly. And with the time you have. Like, I remember I had a friend... Um, that whenever she was writing her English story, she like the story is due in like two weeks, right? And then she takes like ten days to figure out the idea for the story, which is amazing idea, right? So amazing, but she has no time to execute it because yeah. like four days, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is also a thing. Like, don't try and be like so like unique. Is what she said she wanted to be. She's like, I want to be like stand out, but like an amazing thing will still stand out, even if it's like you know maybe not the most amazing concept. Yeah, that that's sense. very true. Um, I want to add something, but I forgot. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes simple things are better. And what was that? Wasn't that a thing? Like sometimes it's the most simple answer. <laughs> Wasn't that like something know. that one of you guys learnt? Oh, um, Occam's razor. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Um, sometimes it's like the simple, the simpler one is more likely to be the actual reason. As long as you can execute it. I mean, if you are going for that most innovative, most ambitious idea, if you think you can execute it, go for it. Like, no one's holding you back, you know? Hmm. Maybe the budget is, but... Being realistic. <laughs> being stuff. realistic, yeah. Being realistic. All of HD is, like, a period of time that you have. I feel like, time is pretty important. Time is such a is like, restrictor. Yeah. Yeah. But also, time makes you do things. Because, mm. I need a time limit. <laughs> yeah. So I can, like, get things done. Because diamonds were made under pressure. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but on top of my science extension major work, I also had music um, as a subject. So I had to do music major works. They weren't called major works, but they were major works. 
Um, so the composition is one. If you're in the same boat as me now and you're trying to do your music composition, I feel for you. <laughs> um, we actually changed music teachers between year 11 and 12 because my year 11 music teacher retired and she really like drilled into us the idea of you need to be so on top of it that you have like a first draft maybe beginning of term two Mm. and I think it was due I don't remember when it was due it was due after trial sometime the actual like work but she wanted you to like finish it pretty much by March April she'd be like you should have like the like a minute or something by March and we were like what the heck like (laughs) this is too much and for me that was not achievable the new teacher we had was so much more laid back and he was like, oh, you you don't even have to document, like you can document, you have to document everything you do in your logbook, but you don't need to go into so much detail and so much research because the truth is sometimes Nessa doesn't even look for your logbook. Like mm. they only request your logbook when they want to. I don't know. It's like random. So um, if you spend all your time in your logbook and no time on your composition, then that doesn't really make sense because your composition yeah. is the one that's going to get marked on, you know? So things like that, like don't prioritize things that are more important and definitely learn to prioritize and learn what is important to you and mm-hmm. to what you're trying to achieve. Hey, this is just from Editing Khan. I think I made it sound like you shouldn't do a logbook or like you shouldn't put effort into your logbook when we first recorded this, but I would just like to say that your logbook is definitely super important, especially in the creative process or in any process where you need to have a logbook because it really informs the decisions you make and the research you do for the logbook really helps you like craft your ideas, even if for music it seems a bit unnecessary because you just think that um, like a lot of ideas just come out of your brain but really a lot of the research does influence your work and you should make sure to document that well. Definitely do put some effort into your logbook but don't do it at the expense of your actual work. But yeah that's it for me. Yeah so I had to write this composition and write this scientific report for Science Extension at the same time And so I knew that music was my stronger subject. So I kind of just like ditched it and like shoved it to the side. Mm. I did do some work, but it wasn't substantial in any means. Like, so I think science extension was due at the end of term two before trials. Yeah. Um, I wanted my composition done at the same time, but then as I approached that time period, I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to (laughs) happen. So I completely ditched the composition and I was just going to focus on getting my scientific report in. And I still pulled an (laughs) all-nighter. I don't know why, but like I had everything ready to go. For science extension? Yeah, for science extension. I mean, I think um, me and Kara stayed up pretty late too, but it's just because it was due. So you want to proofread it. Like no, I was writing. It? Oh, you're still writing. It. I was still writing. Yeah, because for Did me we talk it was to like her that night. I don't know. No, you. I told you during class the day, like the day before it was due, and I was like, I have sixty things to like reference, and I. But it's fine. Like I got okay. it. Because <laughs> for me, it was more like it was due the next day, so I wanted to proofread it, and oh, then you had for, feedback for some reason. Something. It took so long. I don't know. I stayed up pretty late, just like reading through it and making sure that it was. Oh my god. Yeah. I was writing my discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was definitely very disorganized in writing it up because I had everything to go. I had my lit review to go. I had my my <laughs> lit lit review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had um my results were fine. Like methodology was like very straightforward. I don't know why it took me so long. Um, I think referencing took me the longest. Actually, referencing does take quite a while. Like, you're leaving it to the end and you're like, oh, whatever. But it yeah. actually is so annoying. I, like, I reckon do. I did it wrong. You had so many things to reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I definitely was doing something wrong, but I didn't. I was so, I don't know, stressed about it that I didn't yeah. even care. I was like, I just want to get it done. Because mm. <laughs> for me, I did all the referencing right at the beginning because I didn't want to do the research. Yeah. So I just referenced <laughs> all the sources that I found. and Because I, I hated doing the literature <laughs> review. So um, instead of getting into it straight away, I referenced every source that I found oh and gosh, then well. did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that goes to show that you should be 
referencing as you're going along and not at the very end like me and it was like it took me so long because I had all these files saved and like all these pdfs downloaded but I didn't name them very well yeah because you're <laughs> so just doing to, it in the memo right yeah, so you're just kind of scatteredly so putting it somewhere oh, so okay. I had to open all of them and then yeah. work through them one by one and it was just oh, ridiculous yeah. it was so it was literally like the worst night of my HSC <laughs> year I swear to god yeah. <laughs> I pulled a total of two all-nighters um, for science extension? No, not for science. Oh, for in your HSC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know people who did DNT pulled like yeah. 14 all nighters. Like a yeah. month's worth all It was crazy. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're trauma aside. They'll um, <laughs> talk about it in yeah, yeah. a future episode. Uh, oh, yeah. So I was the last person to hand in my report and. This oh one. no I remember this I remember the day of you're like I need to print it I need to yeah, print I it like, I have to give it in by this time <laughs> I was like I was still fixing up my logbook I was still uh, I, yeah I remember you were still yeah. printing <laughs> I yeah. was still printing I was still like <laughs> the day it was due and then my teacher uh, was like my teacher literally what she did did she she was oh. like it's okay come bring it to me by the end of yeah she, she was like she was like oh bring it to me by like two o'clock or something yeah. like end of lunch um and she posted that on the Google Classroom. So I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. I'll just do it during lunch. <laughs> yeah. And then I was, like, I had just pulled an all-nighter. So then this day I was, like, woozy anyways. Yeah. And I had to finish, like, <laughs> like finish up my logbook. I was proofreading. I was I, I was missing something. I, I, like, I had written lists on a mind map somewhere. Mm. And I had left it at home. But I wanted to put it in my logbook because it was, like, what I did, like, the previous days. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to get my dad to, like, take a photo of it and scan it to me. <laughs> and this was all happening, like, an hour that's or two so hours stress- before it was true. doing stuff on the day of is so stressful. Yeah. Like, that's why I would pull all-nighters, just so I can get it all done before Yeah, exactly. The day. But I couldn't get it all done in my all-nighter. It was just – I don't even know what I was doing, honestly. <laughs> but I was like, sweet, it's lunch. I am done, so I'm mm. going to hand it in. And she- I got to the staff room. And she was like, where were you? I was so worried. <laughs> yeah. Like – Everyone else has handed their thing in and you haven't, you weren't even here. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, about that. <laughs> it's here. Like, I have it now. <laughs> but yeah, so I was the last person to hand in my assignment. <laughs> it was just funny. <laughs> so that was my major work experience. <laughs> like that was, that is such a difference to what it was like for me in year 11. Like in year 11, I was so on top of things. Like, I don't know. So it shows that in year 12, you have so many things to worry about mm. that sometimes your major works will get pushed to a side. Yeah. Like I remember actively thinking like I had other, I was like, oh, I have other stuff too. I have this major work, but I'll just do this other stuff because major work's doing like six months, you guys. Mm, yeah. And then like Definitely. a week before the major work, I'm like, oh crap. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally like, um, don't worry if you're not getting anywhere with your major work, especially for music. Like oh, that's my next major work story. (laughs) Music was a completely different story because, I don't know, I just, I felt like composition was natural to me in year 10. And (laughs) then I got into year 11 and 12 and the stakes were higher. Right. So then I put more pressure on myself to make something that I deemed was perfect. That whole sentence is just like, yeah, that's year 12. (laughs) So I was a bit of a perfectionist with that. So I scrapped and restarted and scrapped and restarted my composition so many times. It was, it got to a point where it was kind of ridiculous, you know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, F this. I just need to get this done. Mm. And I pumped out like a minute of my composition in a day. Like insane. Like my – the Nessa people who were reading my logbook were like, what the heck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, what is she on? Like, <laughs> But I feel like what well, you just said, like when you're – um. A perfectionist and doing something like your mindset at the start should be f this let me get this done because mm. otherwise you're going to spend so much time on just like going back and like no i don't like yeah. this sentence i don't like this part no i don't like this part if you just <laughs> get it all done at first then use your perfectionism to like yeah. you know mm-hmm. make it perfect but the shitty reality is that that doesn't always mm. happen like you need to go through doing it and then scrapping it and then doing scrapping it and then you're like, oh, I'm taking so much time so I just need to Yeah, because then you don't have that, like, yeah. Like, one of my friends said, like, the time crunch just helped her. Like, there's no other thing that she could do besides the time crunch being like, okay, she has to do it now. Mm. Yeah, my composition 
I did it all pretty much in one day and then I spent the rest of the time trying to get it up to like the time limit mm. that it had to be. It was just, it was not a fun time. <laughs> I remember like just like during class, like you were listening. To, yeah, like... <laughs> during class, I think I was in bio. I'm yeah. sorry to my bio teacher. Because we were just doing work. So I had my earphones in and I was doing my composition because I was like, I just need to get this done. It's due in like two weeks or something. But the the thing was, like it was actually due, like your final due date is earlier than the NESA due date because you needed to record it. Like you needed to organize people to play it. And I started writing my composition with people in mind who I wanted to play my piece. So if you're just starting out music, I definitely recommend doing that. Like pick your people, pick your um, musicians right away and ask them if they would like to help you in this process because it makes it so much easier. And it took me, it took all the stress off me at that point in mm-hmm. time because I knew that I had reliable people who would play my composition and who would turn up to practices and, like, help me, like, get this thing going, you know. Because I had people in my class who had to rely on, like, media recordings and stuff because they couldn't uh. find enough players or they couldn't organise players on time and it was just a whole, like, stress that I just didn't want to deal yeah. with. It was, like, really stressful trying to learn your piece because you composed it. You should be able to play it. So I had to learn my piece and I had to teach pretty much how it should be played to these musicians. And then you had to record that, like, pretty much the next day. So I had to hold workshops before that, but I hadn't finished. (laughs) So I felt so bad for the musicians because they would have to learn it in, like, a week, you know. And a week is no time to get something up to a performance standard and we're not like professional musicians we're just high school musicians they're very good musicians but we don't do this on a regular basis so yeah the stress of I need to finish this so I could just get it to them and they can learn it so it wouldn't feel bad that they they just got it I don't know so it's making me stress like talking about it I was like how to organize all this stuff (laughs) um but we did it and we recorded it and it was all fine. So that was really stressful. And it was really stressful for everyone. And like everyone, every music student goes through this. So you're not alone if you're going through this right now. I don't know how it's working this year though. I'm not sure. Like, mm. like are you guys recording? Like, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys like still, do you guys still have to do like recordings? Or do you, can you just submit your MIDI files and things? Because that's, wow. Okay. I didn't even think of that. Also a good thing was um, for music, we also had to do a performance. And for me, I could just practice at school during my free periods or after school or during lunch and things. So that took the stress of needing practice off me. I know like... They just keep going. It's not not so different like this. (laughs) Not many people actually get to do that because I play piano, but not many people get to... I mean, actually piano players have it worse because then you have to use a completely different instrument as to what you practice with. So I guess it's fair. (laughs) But if you're not a piano player, um, I recommend bringing your instrument to the hall that you're going to be doing your exam in. Actually, are you even doing, like, exams? I don't know. I I guess they are. Just, like, like, how are your music exams going? Um socially distant yeah yeah and wear masks and stuff so but apparently woodwind How do you is wear like a, like your instrument is like you can't wear a mask if you're playing woodwind yeah, yeah. Like if you're playing like <laughs> brass violin or piano you can yeah. wear a mask yeah oh that's so annoying anyways um yeah let me know how your exams are going because that's like so foreign to me <laughs> <laughs> like i didn't even think of that before like this moment but yeah. So if you are actually doing like face-to-face performance exams, maybe they're just recording a video. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> but um, so definitely try and practice in the hall that, yeah, for future years and stuff, um, try and practice in the hall that you're going to be performing in. Like for me, that was the school hall and I had to use the school's piano, which was a grand, so I wasn't complaining. <laughs> um, so I would 
go whenever I can just to practice in that environment and just to get used to it and everything. That was very helpful when it came to the actual HSC performances. Like this year is quite challenging in many ways, like not just like online, but as you might have heard, like how you can practice for music, like you can't if you, you know. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Or like you can't like organise musicians for a composition. Like I don't know, you have to navigate around all that stuff and you're the first kind of group to do any of that. So like we know how hard it is to start something on your own and not have anyone um, who came before you do that, like the new syllabus and everything. So it's quite challenging to accomplish all of that. So I think like they should be really like proud of themselves. And for the years to come, I hope that you guys can take some of this into account and like um, if you're in year 11 now and you ha- you're having trouble with balancing everything, my advice would be to look after yourself mental health-wise and physically, definitely, because you don't want to be doing that during year 12. Yeah. yeah. So if you have any issues that you feel like you should address, address them sooner rather than later. It might not always turn out that yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, because like sometimes you might realise it during year 12 yeah. because of the things you're going through. And then I feel like just... Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> just so it's like an added stress. During yeah, twelve. But like, it's kind of just like I don't know how is it. Like, be kind to yourself and don't. I think like your mental health is more important than anything. Mm, than definitely. Anything else, and then your physical health and mental health kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, because like, like when your mental health is like kind of depleted, you don't feel like doing anything, you know, mm-hmm. and you're kind of just. Yeah, so you need to look after yourself in holistically and check in mm. on yourself and, like, think yeah. about what you need. Even, like, because even if you're, like, oh, I have to worry about my exams, think about it like you can't do anything mm. if you're not mentally and physically yeah. fit, so you're not looking after your exams. Then. Yeah. Like, you need to be a bit selfish, yeah. I think. Like, you need to take some time for yourself. If some people are annoying you, like, get away from them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. legit. If your if your energy is being drained by other people, maybe they're not the best people to be around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I when I did feel that way, I would just change where I studied. Like I would just go to a different library. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, checking yourself, like tune into what you need and act accordingly. So thank you for tuning into this um, bonus mini sode. We hope you've enjoyed our advice what I've had to say pretty much. And the next one is coming up in a week with Sonia's HSC anecdotes. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed your time here and we welcome you to continue the conversation on our social media platforms. You can find us at SciQueriesPod on Instagram and that's queries spelt Q-U-E-E-R-I-E-S. And on Twitter at the same handle and science queries on Facebook or even email us at sciencequeriespod at gmail.com. So see you next time on Science Queries.